What's going on, podcast world? This life ain't for everybody. Chad Belding, special NASCAR episode. Tate Fogelman, number 26, Rackley War Chevy. This weekend, this Saturday, Pocono Raceway, Pennsylvania. We're hoping he's in victory lane again. Again, the Rackley War, number 26, Chevy in the Camping World Truck Series, NASCAR. Tate's the man. He comes on the podcast. Nice little conversation about the team, his new Chevy truck, the handling, the pit crew. Just everything that goes into this and how nerve-wracking and the anxiety and how competitive it is and how fast it is. 193 to 197 miles an hour average per lap 80 laps big big raceway this weekend at pocono we're excited to be on the truck camo space our presenting sponsor of this episode is all down the driver's side rear fender we got dickie's workwear on the hood we got safari club international sci first for hunters on the truck bed we have nashville palace and the scoreboard on the tailgate and on the front panel on the passenger side thank you barrett hobbs thank you bobby johnson we got Realtree down the rear fender on the passenger side of the truck. We got the Foul Life on there, the Provider, Jargon Game Calls, American Almond Beef. We're excited. Thank you, Rackley War. Thank you for letting us be a part of this 2022 NASCAR Camping World Truck Series Pocono Raceway this coming Saturday. We are happy as heck to have Tate back on the podcast. He's the man. We're wishing him the best of the luck. Safety first and foremost. Be safe out there, brother. We hope you win it. Thank you for being there. I hope you all enjoy this episode with Mr. Tate Fogelman, the Chevy, number 26, Rackley War Camping World Truck, this Saturday in Pocono. Thank you all for listening. This life ain't for everybody. So you, in, in, I know for a fact that you've driven um, Chevys before. You were on Team Toyota for a minute after Chevy, and now you're back in a Chevy for Pocono. You were in a Chevy for Nashville. Is there a big difference? I mean, I know you like Chevys. You drive one personally in your deer hunting, duck hunting career and turkey hunting. But is there, can you, is there a difference in these trucks uh, with the handling? I know that the garage and the race team is a big part of the power of them. But is, are you seeing a big difference? Yeah, so for the truck series, there's one engine manufacturer, Ilmore. They go over all the engines and just kind of make it more of an even playing field. They try to give the engines the same exact horsepower throughout the field. But I mean, teams that have more funding will buy new engines, put new engines in every weekend. So they have a little bit of an advantage because the more you run the engine, the less horsepower it gets. But I've always had good luck with Chevy and just working with the guys there. Um, and like you said, Rackley War, the new team I'll be driving for, they're Team Chevy and partner with them. And it really goes back to the race shop um, once you get past the engine deal. Because, I mean, most of it's all pretty much the same. And uh, so just the team and, and the team people you surround yourself with is probably the biggest thing as far as making speed. And you talk about your team, but before we get on to Rackley War, um, in the truck series, the Camping World NASCAR truck series, there's three manufacturers that are in there, right? You got Ford, you got Chevy, you got Toyota. Um, have you ever driven a Ford? And uh, is it is it just based on the team? Usually when you have a team like we just talked about Rackley War, that team will stick with one manufacturer of a truck. You'll never see like a Rackley war, have a Toyota and a Chevy. Yeah. They, they just stick each team sticks with one manufacturer. So if there's a team that has Toyota, all the trucks in that garage will be, will be Toyota trucks. And, and which team? Like if say like, or Thor sport, Kyle Busch and sports, they're all Toyota trucks. So like, but they have four or five drivers that drive for them. So every single one of those trucks will be a Toyota. They won't like interchange. And all the Rackley Wars with your team is going to be all Chevy. Yeah. 
So Rackley War is a combination of some Nashville, Tennessee, Music City, USA-based businesses. Rackley is in the roofing industry, and War is a shock company, automotive shocks. Um, are they mainly racing shocks? Do they build, uh, you know, everyday use shocks for a, a four-wheel drive pickup? I mean, they pretty much do it all. I was at the shop last week working with them, and there were some guys coming in. They wanted them to do some shocks on, like, their UTV, their side-by-side. -side. They do a lot of uh, dirt racing stuff. Most of it's motorsports stuff, but, I mean, you do get people coming in wanting to do some, like, special jobs or build some crazy cars, and but they'll pretty much do anything when it comes to shocks. When, when you talk about a race team, what is a race team? Like a baseball team, you have a manager, you have a coach, you have a bullpen coach, you have a pitching coach, a hitting coach, whatever, right? What is a race team? Are you, are you, are, are you being instructed by a race team manager on how to be better? Because you won Talladega in October of 2021. Talladega champion, I was there. We were at our sponsors all over it. It was an amazing experience to be in victory lane with you. But what is a, I mean, besides the garage and all of the big parts of this moving machine and the haulers and the financial and the investment that Rackley war is putting in this, they're a great group of guys. I got to meet them, but what, what does a team do? Do they instruct you on anything or is that just mainly your pit crew or your crew chief that is on the headphones with you? Or uh, before I let you answer, is there like a practice time slot to where you're, they're saying, Hey, Tate, you got to take that corner a little bit better. You need to get on the outside. This track at Pocono is a lot different than Nashville or Talladega. What does a race team do? Yeah. Like you were saying the race team, there's so many people involved just making the trucks go fast day to day as far as engineers. And you I mean, you obviously have team owners, car chiefs, crew chiefs, but the main people that I talk to the most is the crew chief. Um, they do the setup in the shop and then I work with them on adjustments throughout the race weekend. And then the other big one's the spotter, which basically keeps me safe throughout the race. Lets me know where cars are or trucks are around me on the track throughout the race. And if they had see something, the leader or fast cars are doing on the track, they might suggest I try it. Or, and they're really a big help when it comes to the race, but leading up to the race, working with the crew chief the best I can and just feedback on what the truck's doing in practice. But like you said, as far as practice, you, when you get to the NASCAR level, you can't just like go rent practice time at a track. You only get 20 minutes a day of the race. So, I mean, it makes it challenging. You don't have much time. You got to get it dialed in in a quick 20 minutes. In, in, in NASCAR truck series or just in NASCAR in general, in the Xfinity or in the Cup Series, Saturday and Sunday, um, is Pocono a Friday night race or a Saturday race? Well, Pocono, we are going to practice and qualify on Friday afternoon, and then we'll race around lunch. I'm pretty sure it's. 12 eastern on saturday so talladega daytona these are considered super speedways what is the what is pocono considered and how does a a, a regular speedway differ from a super speedway because i want the listeners to know that in talladega you average 195 to 197 per lap for 80 laps and pulled it out with an amazing victory but this is fast and these trucks are not heavy in the back end it looks really awkward to me the way they wobble and stuff but what is the difference in the in the um, the track, super speedway, and a regular? And then go into um, how do you keep control of these trucks? I want to get into this because God, you guys are bumper to bumper, getting that drift, staying in the mix, not trying to fall back too much, right? So I want to go into your mentality and your strategy for this upcoming Pocono race this weekend. You guys are going to get to see Tate Fogelman, the twenty six Rackley War Truck Camping World NASCAR Truck Series this Saturday at Pocono. 
This is unbelievable. We're talking to Tate on a Wednesday. You're going to hear this being aired on a Thursday, and then he's going to be winning Pocono the day after, probably the day after you hear this on Saturday at Pocono, Pennsylvania. So what is the difference in these tracks, Tate? And then let's talk about how these trucks, how you keep control of them. Yes, there on the truck series schedule, you have dirt tracks, road courses, and then mostly oval tracks. But, I mean, they range from mile tracks to mile and a half was most common track. And then, like you were saying, Talladega and Daytona, they're two, two and a half miles. Talladega is like 2.6 miles, I'm pretty sure. High banking, you just hold it wide open pretty much all the time. I mean, when you get surges in the draft at Daytona and Talladega, you might have to trail break or lift out of the gas for a second. But like you were saying, at Talladega and Daytona on the super speedways, I mean, you're like nose to tail, inches apart, drafting. Sometimes you're drafting nose to tail, then have two rows on your outside. So like everybody's right on top of each other, right on top of each other, going over 190 miles an hour. And when it comes down to the end, nobody's given any room. So it's it's definitely a handful to hold on to those things going that fast and having somebody bump you going that fast as well. But uh Pocono, it's a big track too. It's two and a half miles, but you can't hold it wide open the whole time. You're going to have to lift and drafting will pay, play a role, but uh, definitely not as much bumping and, and close action as there will be at Daytona and Talladega. When you start talking about the actual race and the strategy behind it, talk to me about the tires. You can see I'm wearing a Mickey Thompson tires hat. I love tires. Like I really like, they're like knives and guns to me. I like to have just awesome tires that perform whether it's in a cornfield stubbled up or a dirt road or mud or ice, whatever it is. I like good grip. I like everything on a highway, a smooth, comfortable, quiet ride. Um, but when you start talking about these laps and you start talking about Pocono, for instance, and, and it's a longer track, so you can't keep it wide open. How is the strategy laid out when it comes to the tires? And tell me, like, is it unlimited? Do you, can you just have a, a supplier of Goodyear's there and they're just like feeding you tires? Or is there a limit that each race team is allowed during a, a NASCAR truck race? No, I wish you could get unlimited tires. That'd be pretty cool. But uh, usually they have, they always have a set, like an allotment you can get. Um, usually it's four to five sets of tires. Um, but I mean, definitely that's a big role. And throughout the race, it becomes a strategy on when you want to take tires. I mean, some race, some racetracks, tire wear isn't that much of a thing. So you can skip on a pit stop. You won't have to come down pit road and you can get track position by staying out and not getting tires. So that becomes part of a strategy. But I mean, you can kind of always set a strategy before a race, but most of the time the game plan you have doesn't work out and you kind of have to go with the flow throughout the race, just based on where you're running or things that have happened throughout the race. If you've gotten a wreck, if you have damage, just things like that, you mean, you can always go in with a game plan, but usually we have to have a plan B or always be thinking about, I mean, two steps ahead pretty much. You mentioned pit row. This is a breather for the driver, but the exact, the anxiety has got to be through the roof. Now look, these pit, this was what surprised me so much being down in the pits with you at these last few races, especially Talladega and, and, and the Rackley war pit crew. These guys are athletes, right? Some of them are ex-college football players. I mean, they're built, they're trapped. They look like freaking the rock out there in their suits, their fire retardant suits, and they're they're unbelievable at what they do, right? Everybody that carries the tires, everybody that's got the guns for the lug nuts, and it's just a it's like a surgery, right? It's like an operating room. But talk to me about the the mindset of a driver in pit road. When you get told by your crew it's time to pit or whatever's the legal pit, 
you come in there pretty fast. I've seen accidents. I've seen people get their shins taken out. People get upended. I've seen people get hit with bolts in their legs. Tires are rolling everywhere. You're supposed to be getting a breather and relaxing, but how intense is it for you? Because I could imagine you're banging on the dashboard saying, let's go. I got to get back out there. What's your mindset like on a pit stop? Yeah, it's crazy. Be coming on pit road and making a good stop. I mean, that's a place you can make up a lot of time. I mean, you would think a second or two isn't a lot, but on the racetrack, that's a huge amount of time. So if you can cut down a second, that's a ton on pit road. So you're trying to get on pit road as fast and as hard as you can, but you can't speed. They have a speed limit on pit road, which is usually 45 miles an hour. And they give you like a five mile an hour break. So you can't go, if you go over 50 miles an hour, you get busted for speeding. You usually have to do a pass-through penalty or something like that. So you're trying to maximize. I mean, people are always trying to push the pit road speed, and they'll get busted for speeding. I mean, I've done it before, just trying to get all you can. And then you try to get in the box hard, and the jack, man, it's good for him. It's easier for him if you can get in the box and slide the tires and stop quick because if you kind of roll into the box, it's hard to, like, judge where the jack post is before he starts jacking. So there's so many mental things going on, and then you have to – watch cars that might be coming out of their pit stall, blending back into the like line going down pit road. You kind of have to just use your peripheral vision to see everything that's going on. And then right when they drop the jack, I mean, you want to be leaving there as fast as you can and then maximizing your speed all the way to the end of pit road. Uh, when you're pulling out, explain to me real quick. So I got a good picture for the audience. Vivid. It's done. How do you know it's time to pull out? Does the, somebody tap on your door or are you in the headphones at that time? Well, I mean, if you have damage and they have to stay, usually just a good stop. They'll come in, it's usually four-tire stop. They'll start on the right side, jack it up, and then they'll go around the left side, jack it up, put the tires on. And right when they drop the jack, you're taking off. But if it's a stop where you have to make an adjustment or repair the body, they'll let me know beforehand on the radio that this stop's going to take longer, so don't take off when they drop the jack. But if they don't let me know anything, I'm taking off right when the truck hits the, the left tire, left side tires hit the ground, I'm taking off. I'm thinking of like the dream team. You're too young to remember Michael Jordan, Charles Barkley, Scottie Pippen, Magic Johnson. I mean, there was a dream team for the United States Olympic. They won the gold medal. Um, but they all played on a lot of different teams. I know Jordan and, Bar and Pippen were together on the Bulls, whatever. But they come together. They still have to have practice. I think Pat Riley's their coach. He's holding practice. They got to get used to playing with each other. This is serious. This is more serious than the NBA All-Star game. You're going for gold, right? So talk to me in relevance to that, Tate Fogelman, of is you got to practice with this pit crew. You got to get to know them. They're different from a pit crew you worked with, it, let's say, a year ago. Do you have to practice a little bit? Are you in communication with them right now? I know you just got back from Nashville. Are you practicing knowing your protocol with these new members of your crew chief, your pit crew, all of that? Yeah, so that's like a good point you bring up. The pit crew that I'll have at Pocono, like I've never been able to work with them before. I've never, I haven't met them yet. So it's all going to be new to me. And then they've never worked with me. So they don't know how I'm going to enter the box or anything like that. But prior to that, I had worked with a pit crew for a while. I actually worked with them the first full year in trucks. And then I worked with them halfway through this season. So I had been with them a while. They knew I had been used to how I entered and exited the box and actually they had been working together. I don't know how long it was, but like you were saying, they were kind of like their own dream team. They had been working together forever. They knew how each person moved and 
really they were like kind of fluent like you didn't have to question anything they knew what adjustments you needed if you needed to make some adjustments but yeah this new team um working with a new team i'll be working with a new pit crew as well so it's going to be fun to get to work with a new group of guys and see if we can't pick up a few seconds on pit road rackley in in the war companies these brands they're perfectionists i got to talk with them but you could tell with the success of these companies and these brands that these guys don't cut corners so i assume when they go to interview a pit chief or a crew chief or a pit boss or any, you know, a pit boss is more of a casino term, but the guys that are going to be on the pit crew, um, they're not going to mess around. These guys have a lot of pride in this. This is their race team. I see it through their branding, through the logo you have on your shirt. Rackley War is a strong, strong race team. You should be very honored to be on this team. And I know that you are. And I know that the boss man, Jay, what's up, Jay Fogelman? I saw your little happy Father's Day to him a little bit ago about the boss, man. I love your dad. He is a badass. But um, this is a good team. You're going you're gonna to be surrounded by a lot of perfectionists. You are 21 years old, 22 years old. You just graduated college. Congratulations. But here's the deal. You're fast, but are you reckless? You're smart, but do you have good race sense? You've been racing since you were in go-karts. I heard stories that your mom would just go over and turn the go-kart backside up, you know, right side up after you flipped it and be like, get back in the race. Like my mom would be losing her mind and her marbles over me getting in a wreck. Right. So you're around a bunch of perfectionists on this, this race team. These guys are entrepreneurs. They have the spirit. They build businesses. They create jobs. They create revenue in America. They provide for families on a daily basis. This is no slouch of a race team. And I'm not saying that anybody you've ever raced for is, but, how do you qualify right now, Tate? Tell my audience, what kind of racer are you? What's your mentality? Because like, like Ricky Bobby said, if you're not first, you're last, right? Like, is this your mentality? Do you try to be too aggressive sometimes? You are, you are proving yourself to a heck of a race team right now. What's your outlook on that? And what's your strategy to make sure that you're in victory lane in Pocono come this Saturday? Yeah, I mean, if you didn't know I race, I mean, I'm quiet, laid back. You probably think I couldn't even race or get mad, mad enough and wild enough to race. But I mean, when I put the helmet on, it's I, my dad tells me I turn into a different person. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's tricky. I mean, most of the truck or all the truck teams I've been racing for this year, they've given me opportunities, but a lot of them are underfunded, and I just haven't been able to run like up in the front of the field. So. There's like differences in restarts from the back of the field. You kind of lay back because a lot of the times it restarts bottleneck, but in the front, I mean, you're having to go and push people. So driving for a team that's kind of mid pack, most of the time you pick up habits, kind of sometimes bad habits as far as overdriving the truck, just trying to make up for the lack of speed, even though everybody's doing all they can to begin with. So now I'm in a good truck, surrounded by good people. So I think sometimes like in Nashville, like just trying to do too much, make up, like I've been used to having to make up where I can behind the wheels. So with all this good, good people around me and being with a good team, I think sometimes I just need to step back and realize that I don't have to do as much and you know as overdriving and stuff like that. I can just kind of relax and it takes a little bit of the pressure off, but also the pressure's on me to perform as well. Cause I know I'm with the the best team I've been with so far. So I want to prove to them and, and to myself that I can get it done. Talk to me about the 
okay, we talk about Rackley War. We talk about these race teams. We talk about the the sport of NASCAR. It's the second most spectated sport in the world behind soccer. Um, it's it's mind blowing to me because I never was into it until I, I got to know you guys. Um, it's so awesome. It is so like nerve wracking and powerful and just so adrenaline fuel. Like you are when you see how close these drivers are. Our mutual buddy Noah Gregson, the his victory at Talladega this year in the Xfinity Cup. What a racer he is! Like 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 just fast, right? I want to talk about. Is the truck series minor leagues for getting to where Noah is and then Noah's at like AAA and then everybody's passion is to be racing on Sundays like the Bushes are and 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 like I want to get into Mr. Ross Chastain because he's been in the news quite a bit. I want to get your opinion on what our little brother, uh, our, our bro man Ross Chastain, the, the watermel, watermelon farmer is doing from the state of Florida like – He's pissing some people off, but he's winning. He's he's qualified. He's got some good points. Um, but is this the minor leagues of what you really want to achieve in the NASCAR game? And is Sunday the major league? Yeah, I mean, it's definitely – so NASCAR has three national series. They have the truck series, Xfinity series, and the cup series. So, yeah, like you were saying, it's kind of like a tiered deal with the trucks kind of being at the bottom of, like, their minor leagues and then – one step above that's Xfinity and a step above that's Cup Series. And like in past, most people have started off in the truck series, worked their way up to Xfinity and Cup. But more recently, people have, some people have just been going straight from trucks to the Cup Series, which is the top level. So, I mean, it's, I don't know, you can go about it different ways getting to the Cup Series. That's always the end goal for, I feel like most people that are racing in NASCAR Series, they always want to make it to the Cup Series. That's definitely a goal of mine but i'm just trying to make the most of the opportunities i have right now and i mean if anything presents itself i'd be more, more than happy to take it so if a, a, potentially a team could call you on saturday maybe and say hey our drivers got the flu can you fill in for them on the xfinity cup race after you race in the truck series is that possible or do you have to have a certain amount of qualification to jump in that car on any given day no yeah that's that's happened before i know um at gateway zane smith he races in the truck series he filled in for chris busher in the cup series so i mean it'd definitely be an option for me to if somebody was sick they could call me and i'd fill in for him have you driven one of these new style nascars that are racing on sunday because they're different even from the xfinity cars right yeah they're completely different it's a new car they came out with this year um so no i haven't i haven't raced i haven't raced driven a xfinity car or a cup car but that's definitely something i want to do in the future um Ross Chastain like you see the headlines right now of certain drivers being upset like is this normal behavior for a driver is this something to draw attention is this a reputation that you want to have as a driver what is going on like I've heard I, I have mutual friends that know Ross very well say he's a, a great guy but it's yeah. like you said your dad says that when you put on that uniform you you become like Mike Tyson man like Mike Tyson might have been a sweetheart, but when he put on them black trunks and those black boots and that little towel over like Rocky Marciano used to do, and him and Customano and Kevin Rooney would walk out of the locker room back when he was in his prime from 85 to 90, 91, he was knocking out grown men when he was 19 years old. When he was 13 in the amateurs, he was knocking out grown men. He was the undisputed champion at 21 years old with all three belts. Think about that. A 19-year-old kid 
21 years old, the undisputed champion of the world in every realm. You become a new guy. Is that what's going on with Ross Chastain right now, in your opinion, Tate Fogelman, that he's he's his alter ego is kicking in a little bit too much? Or is this his strategy? No, I feel like he's kind of always been like that. I've talked to him outside of the race car at the track, and he's nice, laid-back guy like you. I mean, but then when you race with him, he's definitely pissed me off a lot, a lot of times in the truck series. Just it's just the way he drives, but it's also gotten him the cup series victories that he's accumulated this year. So, I mean, it's definitely starting to make some people mad. And I mean, some ways you could look at it and see he's kind of getting a bad reputation, but also you can look at it and see and say, maybe if he wasn't that aggressive, if he didn't drive the way he did, he might not have the victories. So, I mean, it's kind of two different ways to look at it. I mean, me personally, I think, you definitely have to be aggressive at times, but you also need to know when to lay back and just chill out a little bit. So we know some things right now that you're being politically correct and you're not talking any smack on Ross Chastain and your true Philly. I'm just messing with you. But you're wearing a nice shirt there. I really do expect one of these shirts in a, in a care package pretty soon. You got the Chevy emblem on your right pec, your right chest. You got the Rackley War. That's a badass logo, man. That's yeah. just a cool logo. Um, I'm proud of you, first of all. I think that... You're on your way. You're fast. I just, I think that like our uh, little British buddy, Simon Cal, you know who that is? He was one of the original judges on American Idol. Then he had a show called The X Factor, right? He's responsible for America's Got Talent, some other shows. Very, very lucrative person. Very successful in the TV world. And he's a talent scout, right? Mm -hmm. But I just said the name of one of his shows, The X Factor. I don't think it's on TV anymore. If it was, I wouldn't watch anyway. But I know that he had a show called The X Factor. I think he got The X Factor. I think you have the ability to be a huge star in NASCAR. I know that Noah Gregson does as well. I think Noah's on his way. I truly do. I think he's got that image. He's got that kind of a, a punk rock persado. He's got that Elvis Presley look. And he, he's loved by fans, right? The dude will just walk down Talladega Boulevard after he wins the race and drink a beer with his fans. You know, that's like some Stone Cold Steve Austin shit right there. You know, like he's a fan favorite. So... I just think that you have the X factor with your talent. It's, it's, it's one of those things to where when you look at your age and to know that you've only had your driver's license for four or five years or six years and you're going 195 miles an hour in the Rackley War Chevy truck number 26 with a loose back end, like a light back end, like it's wobble, like you're, it's a wobbler, like the wobble wobble. It's crazy to me, bro. So be careful. Kick some butt. Be strategic. I'm not teaching you anything you need to know or you don't know already. I'm just saying, I want you back in victory lane. This has been a tough year. This has been one of those years that you're rebounding through this year because there's been so many scenarios that were out of your control. So take the pressure off yourself. Take a deep breath and win Pocono, bro. That's the plan. I always appreciate the support and working with you and making the most of it. And I look forward to getting back in victory lane. Hopefully it's at Pocono this weekend. I know it's going to be. I'm going to be watching. And here's, here's some of the reasons we're watching. On the number 26 Rackley War Chevy, Tate Fogelman, this weekend in the great state of Pennsylvania. I love Pennsylvania. Absolutely love going to the old Three River Stadium to watch the Pirates play back in the day. I love the Greek food. I love the Euros in Pennsylvania. My mom's from Avella, Pennsylvania, actually right on the border of that in Steubenville, Ohio. But a lot of her family lives in Pennsylvania. But check this out. On Tate's number 26 Rackley War Chevy, we got camo space. Thank you, Danny Reed. 
this is an awesome sponsor. Camo Space is going to be the number one go-to platform for outdoorsmen, hunters, fishers, providers. Thank you, Danny. We got Dickie's Workwear on your hood. Dickie's, Fort Worth, Texas. Brian Woodfield, Wesley Lotes, Denny, my man Denny Bruce, what's up? Dickies, this is an awesome sponsor. Have you got Safari Club International, first for hunters, on the truck bed. Awesome. You have support from Safari Club. That's a huge thing in conservation. Thank you, Safari Club, SCI, first for hunters. You have the support of Mr. Barrett Hobbs in Nashville. Follow the scoreboard. You got Doc Holidays. You got people that believe in you. Thank you, Mr. Barrett Hobbs, Bobby Johnson, everybody at the scoreboard and all of your properties, Nashville Palace, Doc Holidays, Whiskey Bent Saloon, and there's so many more. John A's, a wonderful steakhouse in Music Valley, USA, Nashville, Tennessee. Thank you, Barrett Hobbs. You also have Realtree. Realtree was all over your truck yeah. at Talladega. This is good luck charm right now. We don't have the pattern. We are going to put the new Max 7 pattern on there, but we're waiting until two weeks to launch that pattern at the Delta, the Delta Waterfowl National Convention in Little Rock, Arkansas. We'll be there with uh, speaking on behalf of Bandit and Realtree. Um, we're going to have Drake White playing in our booth on Saturday. So any of you want to come over to Little Rock, Delta Waterfowl National Convention, we're rolling. We got it rolling. Okay, I'm going down. I got Realtree. I got Camo Space. I got Dickies. I got SCI. And I got the, the Palace. And I got Scoreboard, Mr. Barrett Hobbs. Then we have the Foul Life on there, the provider, American Almond Beef, and Jargon Duck calls our brands. This is an awesome-looking wrap. Our own Tom Rashashin, my brother Clay Belding, had a lot to do with this. Jack and Eli and Jennifer and Anna, our entire team of Bubba, we're fired up. We're fans of Tate Fogelman. We're friends of Tate Fogelman and his dad, Jay. Haven't got to meet your mom. I can't wait too soon. But we're going to go into Pocono, and we're going to win. And that truck is going to show people that Tate lives the lifestyle of the American hunter, the American fisher, the American outdoorsman. We're so excited to be part of this truck. And I want you all to know that this Saturday at Pocono, Mr. Tate Fogelman, he's a bad, hey, you're looking good with the scruff too, bro. We're not allowed to have scruff. We're not allowed to have scruff at, at, on campus because you're starting to look like you're getting ready for duck season right there. Although I might shave it off for them before the race this weekend. Ooh, I don't know, man, unless it's going unless it's going to make you too hot in that helmet, bro. The body heat that you guys go through in this and the dehydration process, I don't want anything to do with it, man. But Chevy, in the fan zone, this Saturday, Pocono Raceway, 10 a.m. to 10.15 Eastern Time, 10 a.m. to 10.15. You're going to get to meet Tate Fogelman. Get a signature card, an autograph card that our another guy, you know, our guy, Tom Rashashin, again, designed these. Let him sign one with a Sharpie. The dude has unbelievable, immaculate hands writing his cursive writing is unreal get a tate fogelman autograph get a picture with tate fogelman you want to know why get a selfie with tate fogelman because one day when he wins the cup with the rackley war logo because rackley war is going to be in the cup series too i just know it one day when he's in victory lane in the cup at daytona or talladega or any other of the great speedways around the country which i'd love to do a podcast on the origins of nascar someday and moonshine and run and shine and the dixie mafia and all we need to do that one day because it's right where you live in carolina that part of North, Northeast Georgia. Like, I love that whole history. But one day you're going to be winning the cup and Rackley War is going to be on that car. And when you get that selfie and you get that autograph and you have it framed and you also have the ability to meet a, a fine young man that is going to be a leader in his community. He's a hunter. He's a fisher. He's an outdoorsman. He's a great son. He's a great friend. Tate Fogelman, number 26 Chevy, the Rackley War race team this Saturday at Pocono. Let's go, bro. Let's win it. And I like that Cactus Rope Hats. Thank you to Cactus Ropes for all you do for here, part of the Hatco brand. Tate, let's win Pocono. 
Uh, that's the plan. I can't wait. Surrounded by good people, good sponsors. So just looking back, looking to get back in victory lane like we did at Talladega and just making the most of it. Um, I will leave it with, I got some marching orders to do as far as the hunt schedule. I'll get those to you and your dad. We're working on some deer stands. We're working on some other things. I got everything going. Good luck, my brother. Thanks for being on another episode of This Life Ain't For Everybody. Rackley War, number 26 Chevy, this Saturday. Tate Fogelman is going to win Pocono. That's my call. He's going to average about 193 on this track. Um, he can't go wide open the whole time. That's my prediction. Thank you, Rackley War. Thank you, Camo Space. Thank you, Dickies. Thank you, Realtree. Thank you, Barrett Hobbs at the scoreboard, the Palace, Whiskey Bent, John A's, Doc Holliday's. Thank you to everybody at the provider. Thank you to Camo Space and Denny Reed. Thank you to Safari Club, Mr. Laird Hamberlin and Ben Cassidy. We appreciate all the support of this car or this truck. The Truck Series, the Camping World Truck Series NASCAR this Saturday, Pocono Speedway, Tate Fogelman, the Rackley War, number 26 Chevy. I'm Chad Belling. Thank you, Tate, for being here. Thank you. I appreciate it. We're going out with a song called Kickstart My Heart. This is Motley Crue. When I hear the beginning of this song, I think I could be a NASCAR driver. I know that I couldn't. I don't even like going. I, I like to go about four miles an hour on my four wheeler and my side by side, and I'll keep it right there. I'll keep the old uh, cruise control set at about seventy on the highways, Tate, and my Ford Super Duty. Yeah. Good luck to you, my brother. Appreciate you. Can't wait to see you. Thank you. Y'all enjoy this song, Motley Crue, "Kickstart My Heart." No!